0: and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling.
1: Today, we're beginning a new series entitled Vote by Faith. And with this series, we hope to encourage Christians to vote in the upcoming November elections, I think less than three weeks away. Very soon. Very soon. Friends, our participation in the electoral system, according to our faith, is critical in bringing an important element of our combat power to bear on the spiritual battlefield of this world. We can't look around and pretend that this country's not in a political shambles nor can we step away from the incredible opportunity and responsibility we have as Christians to do our part to elect Christian representatives. And to help us with our conversation today is a gentleman that Christy and I met recently, an incredibly talented musician with a heart for service in this nation, a former Navy corpsman, Dave Bray, is joining us. Dave, welcome. Well, thanks for having
0: me, guys. I forgot to say that I have an extremely large mouth, and uh, I'm not afraid to speak the truth. So I'm glad to be with you guys today, and uh, let's put this one out there for the good Lord. Make something
1: happen in somebody's heart. Amen. And as always, I'm joined by my uh, wedded wingman, Christy.
2: Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining us, Dave.
1: It's good to
0: be here. Did he just call you weathered? Wedded. (laughs) Wedded. Because we're
1: married. Not weathered at all. That's hilarious. But (laughs) weathered. (laughs) Weathered. on you. Okay. (laughs) Let's pray before we get in trouble. Let's go. Heavenly Father, we pray for this nation. We pray for this beacon of Christian freedom which lights so much of the world and for which so many have sacrificed. May the opportunity we each have as Christians and Americans to come together to shine hope and justice into every dark place be fruitful that those who do not know you will learn from us. We ask you to bless this conversation, to speak through us, and to help our words to find fertile soil. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, friends, uh, recently, July 10th, uh, was the fifth-year anniversary of the crash of Yankee 72, uh, Marine Corps KC-130 that uh, crashed over Mississippi. And at the uh, ceremonies there, uh, helping the families, uh, remembering the fallen, uh, we met Dave. And Dave Bray, and Dave Bray USA, was just an amazing um, light. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. In Dave's music, he played for the families uh, at a a dinner, and in his music was such comfort. And uh, we just wanted to get to know him more. And we also wanted um, him to speak his love for this nation and for God uh, as a way to just kick off this month uh, leading up to voting, because yeah, it's perfect. just so important. So, Dave, we're so grateful that you're here with us.
0: Thank you. And again, uh, I appreciate the kind words. Um, again, you know, the the Yankee
1: 72 families and for
0: all those who've lost their loved ones in the line of service, you know, we always send out our our strongest prayers for them. And certainly I, I put into the same category line of service um, military veterans as our law enforcement, which is, uh, you know, another topic which, um, you know, is near and dear to my heart and sharing in their in the weight of their suffering and, and bringing awareness to the war on police here in our home uh, country as well. So honored to be on the show 100% and uh, just thank you for the kind words. You know, I, it's always interesting to see how you're perceived and others uh, and within the eyes of the others, and you never know what kind of impact you're making. But I'm just, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm blessed to be with you guys again here today. We briefly discussed it in passing while I was there, but uh, here we are, putting it all together and, and making it work.
1: Yeah, uh, you said so much there, and one of the things that you said, um, God bless the families of the fallen, and we owe so much to our first responders, and you said you never know the impact you're having on people around you yeah and uh, I hope our listeners are really hearing that because friends, it is just so true, and it's the essence of Christianity. We live lives according to Jesus, and God controls the outcomes. We don't worry about the outcomes, we invest ourselves in the process, and the process of our faith can move mountains and Dave, please tell us uh so your first um your first album, do we call it an album still? Or am I just like... That's hilarious. So I love Well, so that. much
2: has changed. You don't know if you call it yeah, an album these days. I listened
1: to uh, – you got mad at me because I said a playlist or something. What did I say I'm before? I'm
2: mad at
0: you. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so Dave, Music on a Mission, that was your first album?
0: So as a solo artist, yeah, that was my first album. I was the uh, original singer for um, a band called Madison Rising, which – uh, in the early, well, I guess, middle of 2000, well, early 2000, 2010 to 2015. Um, so we did a couple albums with Madison Rising, and then I went out on my own as Dave Bray USA, sort of patriotic entertainer, um, to try to just venture and go farther and deeper uh, than I was able to go with the band. So yeah, that, that the first album that I released and, and recorded on my own was called Music on a Mission. And, um, you know, it's different from every other album uh, that I think was out there at the time, uh, you know this is a going back uh a two a couple of years ago so when i released it i believe it was one of the first narrated storyteller albums ever uh you'll see a lot of other country artists doing it now but i'd like to say that i was sort of the the first to that um to that medium because again you know a lot of music is sort of left under uh, up to interpretation by the listener um what, what I hear and what you hear are going to be to- two totally different things. And for me, I wanted to get as much bang for the buck as I, as I could out of the songs that I was putting out there. And I wanted to actually have the listener understand where the songwriter was coming from. So Music on a Mission is, again, first of his kind, Storyteller album. I narrate down through it. Um, I speak to the listener as if they're sitting in the same room or in the studio with us. And um, I just, like I said, I brief you. On the direction of the song, and I sort of guide you through the listenership, as if you will, um, and give your ears the things to look out for. And that was a really unique, uh, a really unique thing um, a few years back. And now again, some other artists are doing it, but it's called Music on a Mission. Dave People want to listen to it or check it out; they can get it there.
1: Uh, brilliant friends! I want you to hear this. Dave Bray B R A Y U S A as in the USA dot com and uh i got it from apple music and it's uh it is a great album when i say album i feel like i'm i'm out to lunch dave do we still call it an album can i say that yeah i think, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's a okay. yeah, absolutely okay. it's an album
1: so, absolutely yep It's front to back
0: it's it's not a single you have singles lps eps and albums and again this one is very unique uh in in the way that you listen down through it if you there's just the music obviously but the narrations are just as important
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, friends, Dave does not pull any punches in the narrations. And his message uh, has a lot of similarities to our message, which is that this is serious business we're in with our faith, and people are counting on us, Uh, people who don't even know they're counting on us. So, Dave, in the 90s, you were a corpsman, and uh, you were an FMF corpsman, so a Fleet Marine Force corpsman attached to the Marines. And then you were always into music, uh, but where did your heart for God and your heart for service come from?
0: So I, okay, a couple different questions there. Yeah, heart for service. I'm I'm a small-town American. When I say small town, we didn't, you know, people are like we didn't have one traffic light. Well, we didn't. We had a roundabout at the center of our town. It had a old World War 1 um, bronze on top of it of uh, a guy that was, you know, charging over the over the, you know, over the mound, over the hill into the battle. Um fix bayonet and charging in and i, I drove past that what went past it every day either while i was delivering papers as a young kid or riding on my way to baseball practice as a young kid and going to school every single day we had to go around and around the crowd. and i would look at that thing and like i said just noticing um small town life in that time i guess even in the 90s growing up uh would still throwback even in that time so like i said when when um you know people would graduate from school or they would go to academies for the military or they would get would decide to enlist in the military it was it was kind of a big deal and the churches recognized it and the fire halls would have send off you know for them and that kind of thing and um i said fire hall's plural it was just one fire hall which was also the skating rink the basketball the <laughs> center, and everything else so, <laughs>
1: where was this yeah, town
0: yeah, I don't want to get this small town thing out of proportion, but again, like I said, I was I was the paper boy um, in my town. I knew everybody in town, um, and it, like I said, I just come from a small town chunk of America that was really sort of just uh, kind of hibernated off in the middle of nowhere, and and it was it was a little bit old timey, and that patriotism is something that we took a little bit more seriously. I feel um, the communal uh, respect and responsibility that we all had for each other uh, was there. Um, There were still people that didn't like one another due to political or social you know, <laughs> issues, but it didn't stop people from coming together. And I, I thought that that was one of the coolest parts about growing up in that area. Um, you had people that had a lot of money. You had people that know money. You had people that were you know, deeply involved in, in the church, and you had people that weren't. And it was just, like I said, nobody held any of that over each other's head. It was nobody's identity. We were all—the the small town is called Jefferson, Pennsylvania— and we were all Jeffersonians, and that's what we considered ourselves. And like I said, we had this beautiful statue that represented um, some of the, you know, the, the sacrifice that goes into that, those little tiny small-town American, you know, chunks of Americana that, that are still out there. And it was just really cool growing up in that. So that's where the, you asked about, like, where does the service sort of patriotism come from? Um, I would say, you know, that upbringing, you know, scouting, being involved in the community, uh, sports, small-town school, that kind of thing. And then, as far as music comes uh, into the thing, and the light was—I um, was actually born in England. Uh, my dad worked for the NSA, so he was overseas in met Hill and met my mom. And uh, I went to a preschool over there, and that preschool was in a church. And I can remember um, it being a lot different than being an American preschool church uh, preschool in England was um, a little bit like the uh, uh, like a little bit of a boarding school or what you would think of as a Catholic school. You know, you learned hymns. Uh, it was in a church, so you learned the Bible, you, you recited the you recited Bible, and you recited hymns and th- things like that. And singing with other kids was one of the things that, even as a a four and a five year old kid, was something that that I can remember hearing in my ear and really enjoying and feeling it in my in my heart to sing.
1: Amen. And then that
0: carried over into you know small town America and singing in church and eventually in a rock band and <laughs> in high school.
1: Brilliant. And now here you are, friends, Dave Bray, USA. Stay with us. We'll be back after this break. I was young man,
2: I my right
1: if you're listening to this station and this show, there's a good chance that you believe in Jesus. There's a good chance you want to live for him, but there's also a good chance you struggle to live by your faith in this fallen world. Sound familiar? If it does, please join us for a special day of learning that will empower you as a Christian warrior to affect spiritual, personal, political, economic, educational, and social change. The first step in a warrior's journey is boot camp. In this boot camp for Christian men, we will address this conflict as you begin to realize the power of God's plan for your life. You'll gain clarity about your unique gifts and kingdom purpose. You'll identify your values and better understand how to live out those values. And you'll identify your most authentic opportunity as a Christian leader at home, at work, in church, and in the community. Rather than struggle, you'll feel power, compassion, and purpose. Join us Saturday, November 5th, 2022, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Grace Family Fellowship in Willis, Texas. For more details and to reserve your seat, go to ccbootcamp2022.eventbrite.com. The cost is $99.00 and there's a discount for veterans and first responders. Take this step with us. Again, go to ccbootcamp2022.eventbrite.com for more details and to register.
0: Wanna catch bold lightning. Wanna Friends,
1: welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking with Dave Bray, Dave Bray, USA, brilliant musician uh, who we had the... Uh, opportunity to meet recently. And Dave was just talking with us about how he came to his love of America and how he came to his faith, which he now brings to bear through music. And um, we're talking about this as part of our month leading up to the November elections, because I realize it's kind of cool to bash this country, and it's cool to Um, feel isolated because of all of our intersectionality and all of our differences. And people are less focused on being Americans than they are on being all of these different varieties of Americans. And um, that is just the devil's work as far as I'm concerned because when we're isolated, we're easy to pick off. And what's heartbreaking to see is how many people are being picked off. Our kids are not doing well. Uh, we are not doing well, we're medicated, we're isolated, and uh, we're politically segregated for the benefit of these manipulators. And so I listened to Dave Bray, USA Music on a Mission, the first album that I listened to, and some of the things that Dave said in there were very powerful, and you've probably heard me say similar things. So Dave, in the beginning of the album, the the first, what would you call it, uh, not a soliloquy, but the first uh, commentary that you provide, kind of given the background for the for the album, when did you start coming to that place?
0: Yeah, so uh, again, I introduced the album Music on a Mission, sort of just from the standpoint of perspective. Again, I wanted people to hear the songs the way I heard them, the way I you know, wanted them to be listened to, if, if that's a good way to put it and you know i do set it up with you know the elements of patriotism the elements of faith and and what i believe is the primary virtue in mankind that needs to be 100% focused on if we are to survive each other uh and that is respect and um you know whether it's for uh, as as i teach my kids whether it's for their toys or or the house or their rooms or the things that they have um, or you know what I try to speak out in my music respect for one another respect for you know our neighbors um, whether they're the strangers standing next to us or the ones who are living beside us either one um, there's a respect element and and when you have kids these days and when you have people that have lost the basic all the all the virtues and then you add res- losing respect um, you know with social media and people that would never speak out the way that they would speak out to someone in person or finding themselves opening up Pandora's box on the keyboard um, and just completely losing respect and dignity for their fellow man is, is what I believe is going to be the, one of the detriments to um, the civilization of not only America but just the world. Um, so when I get into respect, I get into it with a full heart. Um, what I found out very quickly um, was my faith was sort of coming and going. I would have times where I was completely outside of faith and I and I and I hated to even think that there was uh, you know, a god or any of those things. And um I, I found myself realizing that the farther I would go during these times and the darkest places I would go during these times, I would meet face to face with what I consider my own personal demons and um I would find and the only way to get away from them, the only way to release myself from their 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 lock on my on my on my mind and my body and my soul was to run towards run towards the faith and run towards Jesus. And um, you know, I found also that, you know, within respect and finding respect within one another, even online and, and what you say, um, it opens up people to be more truthful with one another, uh than hiding behind their own personal beliefs. So again, I'm rambling a little bit about that, but I do want to cover into it because uh, that's what the album starts out with. Uh, Music on a mission starts out with respect. And if you can teach the building blocks of respect to the kids, they will respect their teachers. They will respect their parents. They will respect their mother and father. They will respect the flag and they will understand why it needs to be respected. And that is the goal is, you know, to get respect into the next generation and hopefully plant the seeds Uh, of patriotism so that the Trees of Liberty can continue to grow within
1: them. Absolutely. And you don't, uh, by the way, you're not alone in that word respect. I've uh, said on the show before, in June of 2010, I just reported into Camp Pendleton to begin training a new team for four months before we deployed to Afghanistan. And uh, there was 50 of us uh, because we trained our own combat replacements. So I'm standing there looking at 50 uh, 50 men, uh, from all walks of the Marine Corps and also a number of corpsmen. And I said, uh, this was the first time that they met me. And I had just got back from 13 months in Iraq. So I probably wasn't a cheery looking character. And I said, this, uh, deployment is going to be about one word. And that word is respect. And they're all kind of like, what, And I said, respect for this nation, respect for the Marine Corps, respect for each other, respect for the Afghans. And I will uh, uh, confide that that is when I saw the essence of leadership uh, to the greatest degree, because that word, respect, permeated that team. And it described our training and our reverence for what we were doing. And uh, I like to think, please, God, that it also helped keep us safe. So absolutely concur 1,000%. Uh, We don't have to agree, but we do have to respect one another. And uh, another thing that comes to mind, Rob Roy, the Scottish revolutionary, he says, honor is the gift a man gives to himself. And so I don't respect you because of who you are. I respect you because of who I am. And I'm going to treat you with respect because I want to look in the mirror and see a respectful man. And so I think uh, a lot of times when we perpetrate things to each other, we say, well, they deserved it, or, or it's justified in this set of circumstances, and we forget that we didn't do it to them. We did it to ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah, makes
2: a lot of sense. One of the things I think about with respect is that you can't give away what you don't have, and so the more that we can also build others up in God's love and community and help them find respect, the more respectable half
1: the stronger we all are yeah Yeah, absolutely so i love that friends uh dave bray usa music on a mission and um what dave is describing about how he speaks to the listenership so for example um he gives you the history of amazing grace and then does an uh, incredible rendition is that what we call it a rendition or is that yep. when you go grab somebody from another country?
2: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about on the second He does an one, incredible
1: but... <laughs> version of Amazing Grace, and he explains the slave trader who came to Christ uh, seeking forgiveness for his participation in the slave trade, and uh, he wrote that song, Amazing Grace.
2: I, that's my most favorite song, Amazing Grace. Uh, but I missed that narration, Dave, and so I've got to get back and hear that.
0: You got to flip back through. I think the cool part about it was his repentance and how far he took it. A lot of us recognize the sin, recognize the issues in our lives, make a small step towards repentance. Um, you know, right now is sober October, so you have some of these people out there. that are like, "Well, I'm going to give, you know, this month, this month of sobriety," and I and I laugh at it. Um, and and you have to kind of laugh at it because you know these people that that are locked in these these cells from alcoholism or from from drug addiction or you know self-hate and self-loathing these people that have themselves locked in that have no idea the type of repentance that it takes to free yourself from them and um again you know uh, you know the service on the mount that Jesus would <laughs> he wouldn't be he wouldn't be preaching down to those people but if those people stood as hypocrites he would so it's you know you can be you can be a a sober hypocrite and still be looked down upon in in the eyes. So I look at I look at the repentance of um John Newton and and his quest for not only uh his wrongdoings and fixing that in the eyes of the Lord uh but completely giving his life to the church uh after, you know, writing Amazing Grace and and you know being a part of the slave trade for so long was I thought the really cool part of the story as well.
1: Well, yeah, and also how his life intersected with William Wilberforce's life. So Uh, There's a movie about William Wilberforce, and he was the man who petitioned in the British Parliament to outlaw slavery, which nobody wanted to do because it produced money. And William Wilberforce was influenced tremendously by the man who wrote wrote Amazing Grace. And so back to what you said, uh, you never know the impact that uh, your life has. And your life doesn't have that impact because— You're great, as uh, Dave is saying. Your life has that impact because of your testimony. And we know from Scripture that Jesus came not to save the righteous, but the sinners. And so uh, I love the Scripture that says, if you had a large monetary debt that was forgiven, uh, you would be more uh, grateful than somebody who had a small monetary debt who was forgiven. And so Jesus forgiving our sins, the bigger the sinner we are, the more uh, opportunity that we have in Christ by that metaphor that Jesus alluded to. So uh, I have to ask you, on that album, what's your favorite song?
0: So on the album Music on a Mission, there was a song that I wrote um, for fallen law enforcement. Um, It's called Last Call. And again, um, the the way that song was written... um, was basically somebody had sent me a, uh, a a radio communique that was being put out by a dispatcher um, from a former Marine who a friend of a friend knew who sent to me who was then a law enforcement officer in the Philadelphia area who had fallen victim to an ambush and been shot down and killed, left two kids behind. The story is absolutely brutal, um, but again that was sent to me and I at, at that time in 2000 whatever it was 15 16. I had never heard a last call for law enforcement officers. I didn't know that that's how they sort of um, signed off a badge number, was on the air. So I didn't really know what I was listening to. I had no clue. Obviously, in the military, we have the final roll call uh, where we muster everyone. And, and if we have a fallen soldier or a fallen man or woman, um, you know, we will muster everyone, call names who are there. And then obviously they will call the name of the fallen and they will not reply, which that haunting silence is very similar to that, which is – heard over the radio um, communique by the dispatcher when they call out the batch number for the fallen uh, law enforcement officer. Yeah. So again, going back to that, when I wrote that song, I I did not know that's how law enforcement did it. So I didn't know what I was hearing. And then I realized that the dispatcher was giving, you know, the the last call out for that number is then retired. And that dispatcher was given that call out. They do it three times. And I wrote the song as the answer to those three dead air silences uh, back to his wife, back to his kids, and then back to his brothers and sisters in blue. And I think that song right there is testimony uh, to the power of music, the power of healing, and uh, what it can do for, for those who have lost loved ones.
1: Yeah, uh, it's an amazing song. Friends, Dave Bray USA with us on the air. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Thanks, Chris. Man, down, man down.
0: No time, no times
1: so peace in the house. These are the last few words I the like to say to you. While this is my last call.
2: They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi friends, I'm Christy Mindelo. Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
1: Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from one to two p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. Dave Bray USA with us. And Dave's amazing heart for this nation and for those who have served uh, in military and uh, as first responders. And uh, his album that we were speaking about in the previous segment, Dave Bray USA Music on a Mission, tells a fantastic story. And DaveBrayUSA.com, you can find it there. Uh, And we are in a beginning in a month-long series leading up to the election, November 8th. And uh, what we've encountered in our ministry is a lot of people, Christians, not believing uh, that it matters that they vote, uh, thinking that uh, separation of church and state applies to them. But as we know, that is a lie perpetrated by people who are afraid of Christians voting. Your vote is about your faith, and it's about you leaning on politics because of your faith and through your faith. So the separation of church and state is about protecting the church from the state. It's not about protecting the state from the church. Who would want legislators who do not make faith-based decisions? And evident in uh, the founding of this nation is the faith that compelled the founding fathers. And so... Dave, as we talk about that, I think sometimes people think it doesn't matter that they vote or when they vote or it's all rigged or all this uh, stuff, and um, sometimes you can find uh, a lot of information twisted. So myfaithvotes.org is a great website to do research on where you actually learn about the candidates and what they believe and which candidates are faith-based, and which candidates are twisting things. Uh, There are just some things that uh, are happening in this country. I don't understand how a Christian nation can have some of these things happening, and one of the reasons is because Christians don't participate. So Dave is on the show to remind us what an amazing nation we are, how much has been sacrificed. We're a nation of immigrants. And uh, Dave, what uh, are your thoughts on that conversation? That's uh, you know
0: you bring up some valid points. Uh, I will dive into the church and state thing and the separation thereof. And I would be even <laughs> I would be even more persistent to say that the separation of church and state has been overstepped yet again. Government overreach um, has stepped into um, basically the humanitarian aspect of our nation, and that's where I believe the church got its teeth. Its teeth was, is rooted in what it does for the community, what it does for the, the needy, the sick, the tired, the hungry. And unfortunately, yet again, the government has overstepped thinking that the church couldn't handle that, even in you know the Depression era and, and creating entitlement um, uh, programs. And although it's done in the guise of you know what's best for good for all is good for one, uh, it did take away a lot of the weight that the church held in the communities. When when entitlement programs stepped in and started handing out free checks and free dollars, the church lost its congregation because no longer were people brought to the foot of the cross and shown mercy by those who had met the Lord and been a part of that. They, The, the government took that away from the church. And again, I, I, I step into that uh, wholeheartedly in believing that the government has overstepped and overreach by, by taking away that humanitarian aspect and trying to weave it into the Constitution like an entitlement program as part of the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness narrative. And I, I argue that with a lot of people. They're like, no, separation of church and state. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. But that's like you know, saying that, you can, yeah, you can have a church, but you're not allowed to use Bibles, and you're not allowed to use pews, and you're not allowed to use a pulpit. You can't use this building and you can't feed people, you can't bring people to the foot of the cross, and you can't show grace. It's just another tool to basically eradicate the Church, because again, the government saw how powerful the Church was in this country uh, in the early times. It saw the voice of the Church being spoken through politics and in voting, and it it wanted to eradicate the voice of the Church as best it
1: could, so it took away the tools. Yeah, uh, something I've thought very often is, uh, everybody has a bad day, and when you have a bad day, you seek out assistance from the church or from the community. And your bad day strengthens the community as people come together to lift each other up. And by the way, if I've had a bad day and I come to you for help, I'm going to work very hard to repay or contribute because I see you every day and I know your name and you know my name. But when government, right yep. yet when government usurped the role of church, usurped, stole, when government usurped the role of church, that uh, strengthening uh, effect of need and hardship was lost. And in this nameless, faceless transaction where some politician swoops in to give away my tax dollars to encourage somebody not to contribute so that they can get reelected in perpetuity is about as broken as it gets. And so, uh, friends, this is why... It matters. And you hear us on the show a lot, get in the fight. Um, But to get in the fight, you have to be educated. And the way you educate yourself is first and foremost with your Bible. And second, uh, when it comes to voting, you go to uh, myfaithvotes.org or christiansengaged.org. Money is a weapon system. Use your money wisely so as to build up uh, the church, the community, i.e., don't use your money with organizations that— promote all of this uh, woke, perverse, failed uh, uh, humanism. It's it's broken, and it's not what the Bible says. And uh, we are loved by God, and he gave us rules, and when we do those things— and uh, Dave, you and I are on the exact same page yeah. as regards— And then, and regards then in the that. break,
0: you know, we spoke a little bit about the other part that, that I wanted to talk about was, you know, don't be an influenced voter if you don't know— Step back and either learn before you vote or don't vote. Step out, because stepping forward and casting your ballot just because uh, someone on social media that is either on the right or the left is telling you to is also, you know, what I consider a little bit of an egregious foul on your citizenry. So go out there, do your research, like you said, uh, check out the website and hit that website one more time. What was it,
1: Rich? Uh, Yeah, myfaithvotes.org and Christian.
2: I want to say a little something about that. I haven't looked at it this election cycle, but I'm on it quite often, and I know previous election cycles, they actually create tools for you to really uh, easily go study the 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 um, all local the issues, yeah. even down to the local state. And there was a a great um, infographic, if you will, flyer, what have you. That so it's not necessarily. Uh, you must vote right or left, it's, okay, so what are your values? What is your your faith, right? And this is how it lines up. This is what this particular candidate believes and promotes and actually does, not just right. says, and what is this particular? And, and, and easy-to-read, quick, and understandable tools.
1: And you can take that into the voting booth with you. Yeah, I we remember did. Yeah, We did. Um, so that is myfaithvotes.org. org. And if you hear something from Dave and his music, which uh, is just fantastic, it it must certainly be such a sacrifice has been laid on the altar of freedom, and we cannot take that for granted. And if it's 10 minutes of research or if it's a half hour of research, if it's reading about some proposed uh, amendment, uh, some local issue, some bond issue— Please, folks, we have to do that because otherwise we're leaving combat power on the table. And no one thing, the enemy is not. And so they're making use of everything from voter fraud to uh, dead people in Chicago voting 20 times in the same election. They're, they're getting it all out there. We need to do the same.
2: And don't listen to social not media. Not the voter fraud part. <laughs> don't listen to social media, either what you may think the influencers around you uh, today are uh, telling you right or wrong, but find out for yourself according to your faith.
1: Yeah, and I think Dave's saying that. So... Absolutely, uh,
0: absolutely. and again, if you know, before we take that next break, I I have some amazing videos on YouTube, um, especially the amazing Grace one, which has reenactment footage from Gettysburg shows some beautiful pictures of Arlington at winter. I mean, again, I I would invite people to go check out the YouTube Dave Bray USA YouTube channel as well and check out some of those those videos and, you know, sort of feel the cathartic emotion that goes into what this mission is all about. And again, I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been great.
2: And again, that's Dave, D-A-V-E, Bray, B-R-A-Y-U-S-A, and you can find him on YouTube. Right, Dave?
1: yeah that's, that's it yeah yeah i love the uh youtube of the madison rising version of the star spangled banner uh, that's an amazing video thank you for sending that, me that one. that
0: is an interesting there's an interesting story there if we if we want to get into it but it is a little lengthy so maybe the next segment
1: uh absolutely friends we are talking with dave bray usa dave bray is uh, an amazing patriot and we had the honor of meeting with him and he's a brilliant musician Just a gritty, hardcore, uh, great rock voice, uh, which he sings with such tenderness and respect. Uh, Stay with us. We're coming back in the last segment. If you're listening to this station and this show, there's a good chance that you believe in Jesus. There's a good chance you want to live for Him, but there's also a good chance you struggle to live by your faith in this fallen world. Sound familiar? If it does, please join us for a special day of learning that will empower you as a Christian warrior to affect spiritual, personal, political, economic, educational, and social change. The first step in a warrior's journey is boot camp. In this Boot Camp for Christian Men, we will address this conflict as you begin to realize the power of God's plan for your life. You'll gain clarity about your unique gifts and kingdom purpose. You'll identify your values and better understand how to live out those values. And you'll identify your most authentic opportunity as a Christian leader at home, at work, in church, and in the community. Rather than struggle, you'll feel power, compassion, and purpose. Join us Saturday, November 5th, 2022, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Grace Family Fellowship in Willis, Texas. For more details and to reserve your seat, go to ccbootcamp2022.eventbrite.com. The cost is $99, and there's a discount for veterans and first responders. Take this step with us. Again, go to ccbootcamp2022.eventbrite.com for more details and to register. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Dave Bray, Dave Bray USA, about uh, his heart for this nation. And uh, on my team in Afghanistan, I had four corpsmen, and uh, the four guys you did not mess with on that team were the corpsmen. Mess with me before you mess with the corpsmen. Yeah, I I tried to explain that to the Marines. It's like, hey, fellas, when when everything goes wrong. These are the guys who are going to take care They're of your lifeline, right? <laughs> and Dave was a Fleet Marine Force Corman, which means he served with the Marines. Uh, so, Dave, as we are moving into the last segment here, final thoughts on the subject of this nation and voting, and Christians participating and bringing their faith to bear.
0: Well, sure. First off, I got to, Now you got to. I absolutely have to give a shout out to Mother Green. So, simplify, Rod, and my brothers and sisters out there still serving <laughs> on the green side. I got to shout that out. Um, second, uh, Music on Mission, Dave Bray USA. Obviously, that is the first album. There was a follow up that I just released, um, which debuted number one on uh, Amazon, iTunes, everywhere music is sold. Um, and that one's called Too Far Gone. And where Music on a Mission sort of speaks to the nation, Too Far Gone speaks to the person. I realized more and more that. Um, maybe I was being a little bit too broadcast of the net, so I decided to, to tone it in and really speak to the heart of the individual with this one. So again, another story problem is called Too Far Gone. You can get them both, usa.com. Again, my mission is based in faith, patriotism, and respect. Um, and you said about respect, even for your enemy. Uh, is just as just, it was just as important as Christians. And although we are all Americans, at least for the majority, most of us are, first and foremost. I consider myself a Christian first and foremost, globally, uh, you know, metaphysically and universally. Um, you know, blessed to walk as as a patriot. I'm honored to have my family involved. All the merchandise that you see on the on the website, com, we print in-house. My kids help me. They print the sleeves and do the packaging. So we're a family. <laughs> That's business. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my wife Becky Bray does all the booking, the PR, the outreach, and the logistics. She books the band as well as me personally, as a uh, corporate entertainer. So I do both corporate entertainment, um, and then we do festivals, and we take the mission to the to the people, um, and the sweaty festivals of the summer. And and we just get out there as a rock band, and we do what we do, and we bring people into us, and we just we speak the gospel by sliding them a CD and say, Hey, listen to this. Take a take a quiet moment and give it a listen. Um and it and it speaks volumes because it's it's sort of the new currency of communication is direct to, from phone to ear. Uh so if you can give those people something to listen to in those quiet moments, they can get introspective and they can maybe make some decisions in their life that they need to make. And that's what the goal behind Music on a Mission is. And uh again, just thanks again for having me on Courageous Christianity. It's been an honor and privilege.
1: Uh, thank you so much. And friends, I hope you heard all of that and Uh, If you're listening by podcast, it's easy to go back and uh, listen again because Dave said so much there. Uh, Things that people need to hear, I want you to hear out there that we're all in need of help, we're all in need of Jesus, and he's there for all of us, and it's what we do next that counts, and surrounding ourselves uh, with believers and digging first and foremost into the Bible to see the special message that Jesus has for you as you read those words. Uh, Just amazing, an amazing opportunity. What do you think, Christy?
2: Well, throughout the years of Courageous Christianity so far, we've looked for courageous Christians, and I think we've just found another one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We had a great series two summers ago on Courageous Christians, and that was uh, I think for eight weeks or seven weeks or something, people who were leaning forward in their faith and just uh, bringing it to bear. And uh, Pastor Aaron, if you remember, we began with Pastor Aaron, and he said a lot of uh, things similar to Dave. Uh, Pastor Aaron, who had uh, sold drugs at one point and Had a, what does he say, a county vacation, a state vacation? (laughs) Yeah, a federal vacation. Uh, God bless him.
2: And uh, uh, Judge Mack, Uh, he's got an incredible story for religious freedom, and he'll be joining us uh, next week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Friends, uh, that brings us to the moment of truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first Refuge, and a refuge is a safe place, and it's always relevant. So 2,000 years ago, today, when everything seems so bleak, his word is relevant, and if you trust it, it never fails. And today, our moment of truth comes from Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, which say, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. And so we learn from that that everybody knows about God, and nobody can say they don't know. And there are people who twist things, and we filter those things when we read the Bible. So friends, we live in an amazing country, which has been uh, such a blessing to the world. And there has been so much sacrifice made for this nation. And right now, politicians who care neither for you nor this nation are twisting the truth and what is just and right for their own sad, perverted agenda. Here's what I don't understand. The politicians who do that, they've been around for decades and centuries. What I don't understand is Christians who account for almost 70% of this country not voting and or voting those people into office. That's what I really don't understand. If Christians vote by faith, we would sway every election. And it's true. And that's why the enemies of God and godly things who suppress the truth by their wickedness are so afraid of us. And they're afraid of you. And they should be. But what do I mean when I say, vote by faith? Let me explain. Our faith in Jesus, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, compels us to learn more about him and what is required of us, his followers, by reading and obeying the Bible. Make sense? He's Lord before he's Savior. You do what your Lord says. We don't make it up as we go based on what's convenient, We learn, and in love, gratitude, and honor, we obey. In the journey of faith, we must be careful of taking people's word for Jesus' teachings. We will be held accountable individually, you and me individually. It's not about religion. Religion is of men. When we meet Jesus and prepare for judgment, we can't say, well, everyone else was doing it, or, well, the priest said it would be okay. The way we change this world is to bring the Bible to everything we do, everything we say, and everything we value. We trust in our loving God and His Son and believe that what they say is best. With this said, the Word of God as written in the Bible must be the starting place for every conversation. Otherwise, as you heard me say before, we're no different than the enemies of God. They do what they think is right. And if we're all running around doing what we think is right, well, what's the difference? We must do what God says is right. Our faith demands so much of us. How do we do that? We study the Bible. We pray for understanding. We ask the Holy Spirit into our hearts. As Scripture says, we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And we act accordingly, speak accordingly, and vote accordingly. That's what it means to vote by faith. And voting by faith is one of the ways we will change this nation and the world. I'll give you an example that is near and dear to my heart. As you know, I'm an immigrant. This nation is built by immigrants. And I hear politicians talking a lot about immigration and illegal immigration. Sadly, very few talk about what the Bible says. Leviticus chapter 19 verses 33 and 34 say When a foreigner lives with you in your land don't take advantage of him treat the foreigner the same as a native-born son love him like one of your own remember that you were once foreigners in Egypt I am God your God That's the Lord speaking the creator speaking saying do not take advantage of foreigners in your own land That's where the conversation on immigration begins Wherever it goes after that, it has to start there. So as Christians, we have to vote for politicians who start the conversation there and propose policies which respect the Word of God. And as you heard Dave say several times throughout the hour, respect. At the same time, we have to be cautious of those who use human beings as pawns in their twisted political games and who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So you have to check the source. You have to get the Word of God from the Bible. You have to get information for voting from a trusted, uh, faith-based site. So let me put it as simply as I can. Friends, we are Christians. Thinking, acting, speaking, and voting according to the Word of God is what we do. And that's Courageous Christianity. Amen. Amen. So Dave, thank you so much for spending this time with us, for bringing your heart to what you do, and not being afraid to put it out
0: there. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me on, guys. It was truly a pleasure, and I'll be happy to come back anytime.
1: Absolutely. And folks, we're going to... uh, Dave has graciously allowed us to use Dave Bray USA in uh, our music, but to remind you... DaveBrayUSA.com. And Christy looks like she's trying to say something.
2: Well, and they've heard it in the show.
1: Yes. They've heard
2: Dave's music. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fantastic. Christy, any last thoughts?
2: Uh, Just so grateful um, that you've been here with us, Dave. I, I think this month and this, as we gear up to vote, it's so very important for us to be thinking about the heart of patriotism and our faith and vote our faith.
1: Amen. This is a beautiful country. It gives so much to so many. It must be respected and cherished. We're not perfect, but we're the best thing going. Amen. How about that? Amen. Friends, please join us all month for our series on voting by faith. We have some great guests scheduled. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, the Word. Yeah at KKHT.com or on CourageousChristianity.today or your favorite podcast app where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and sacrifice.